Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. What's going on, everybody? It's the Crypto Lark here. I am here with Blockchain Brad. It's super exciting times. Brad, what's up? Hey, Lark, it's an absolute privilege to be in here, mate. Like, thank you so much for the invite. Oh, it's it's awesome. You know, it's, I love talking to people in the crypto space. and I love talking to people who, you know, are just super passionate and super excited about cryptocurrencies, you know. And I just a, a quick, you know, fan thing for your for your channel. I just remember one of the first videos I watched of yours, you know, you're just talking about stuff and you've got this <laughs> cup of tea there. I'm just like, this is awesome. This is awesome. I love this guy. Yeah, I'll tell you a secret. Um, normally, I have coffee in here because I love coffee, but this one's Barocca because I've been working through the night. So, thank you so much. I mean, that's you know, your channel means a lot to me. You've, I've learned so much. Honestly, you've just done so many different videos and so many different different styles. But underneath everything is the humor. You bring humor to the blockchain. So, mate, thank you so much for the invite. I really appreciate it. And um, and you're also a serious player in this space as well. You don't talk crap. Thank you very much. Now, the the one thing I wanted to get your take on the markets. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You know, I know Crazy. a lot of people out there are, you know, panicking and freaking out. And what do you think's going on? What, what's, what's your take on it? Well, mate, honestly, uh, I think that the, the whole structure of blockchain is designed to be such that it's a volatile market at the moment, especially because 2018 is a time period where the architecture is forming. It's not concretized. It's not, we're not looking at, you know, interacting mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a utilitarian way yet. And so for that reason, like, you know, we're going to see market events like today. But essentially, from my understanding at the moment, was it was driven by a certain group of people in the world being able to access the exchanges. You know, we're talking specifically about Korea as an example. It's just one event. Everything's event-driven. But what's important is that we understand that, first and foremost, is blockchain is longitudinal by design, meaning that it's about long-term projects. It's about really bloody good tech that you understand. And you invest time is the most valuable thing in understanding white papers because they are what drives, you know, the next step, which is to then go and potentially invest in some. Obviously, we don't give financial advice. But the issue here we face is that volatility itself is driven by often misunderstanding, you know, and jumping in and out of different markets. And right now we're seeing people kind of freak out. People are chasing the hype. Yeah. And the FOMO as well is what drives that hype. And. I think, first and foremost, I got into this business because I could see the long term, right from the protocol sense. I could see the, the design of business. But right now, we're in, the, we're in that intermediary phase of trying to work out, you know, how does the blockchain work and how does crypto work, mm-hmm. you know? And, and uh, with events like we've seen, you know, with the markets rise, I always say, you know, when you see an incremental rise over a period of a day, like we've seen, the, the inevitability is a pullback. Yeah. 
So when people, you know, they ride, they're happy to ride the wave up and, you know, and surf it all the way and smile and, you know, and, and pop the corks. But when it starts to drop rapidly, that's where, the, you know, the reaction comes. And I just would encourage people to understand this is the nature of crypto in 2018. And it's a bloody exciting time. It is a bloody exciting time. You're absolutely right. And this is the nature of crypto. For anyone who's been in the market for a long time, they, they see these kind of dips and just another day yep. of cryptocurrencies. What are you going to do? Yep. Yep. For the newcomers, it's a little more stressful. But this is yeah. what happens. I mean, mm. it seems every month, six weeks, we get a significant drop in the market. And Yeah, and, and as well, Lark, as well, you would know that when you see the red, you know, often, you know, you click on sometimes you have a look and see how the market's going. Most of us don't tend, who are experiencing this, don't tend to look so much at the market volatility. But when we do see a huge red line, that's exciting times for us. Yeah. Because, you know, that just means that, you know, there's better entry points. That's say. it. That's it. Mm. A lot of good things on sale today. That's for sure. Pay for shopping. <laughs> that's unfortunately, Neo hasn't come down as much as I would like to see. Why, why can't I get a $30 <laughs> Neo again? That'd be great. Gosh. Yeah, okay. yeah I'm hearing you, bro. I'm hearing you. <laughs> But that's okay. You know, Neo's just done it, had a fantastic week, and it's actually been very resilient in the face of mm. the down market. You know, it certainly yeah. hasn't lost as much as others have uh, lost, without a doubt. And, now, there's many, and there's many reasons why. I'm glad you mentioned that because nothing that me, Neo does uh, is really done essentially because solely of the market uh, users. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that they're almost always, as in many blockchains, the research is so valuable because you can start to unpack what events might be coming up or uh, what uh, new announcements might be coming. And you can find that through the blockchain. You can find that through Proactive Endeavor. And as one example, they were recently in Europe and they were in Amsterdam and they were releasing really key information into connections to other networks. So as you start to understand where these things are happening, and anybody can do that, just like me, I'm just a blockchain nerd from, you know, the bush, from Australia. But the truth is, if you dig really deeply, that's where it's really valuable because you can understand why that went up. And you can prepare for it. And then you can also prepare for the pullback as well. You know, but that's the thing is that the research tells you really exciting business moves. Yeah, that's it. That's it. One thing I think is so important here too is to be invested into the right projects, to actually be researching the right projects and to you know, know exactly. what you're kind of doing. And NEO is a right project, to put mm. it quite simply. But there's a lot of other great ones out there too. We're going to talk about those in a few minutes, but NEO has just been so exciting you know, for me as an investor in a NEO and to be sitting on the sidelines watching NEO and understanding what NEO is and, you know, seeing City of Zion with their developments and mm. seeing the things that NEO has done, it, it mm. business-wise, it's been fantastic. I mean, they actually, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they refunded people who invested in yep. the ICO. Yep, they did. And they were one of the first to ever do that at the scope they did. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's mm. unheard of. Everyone mm. just takes the money and runs, you know, but no, mm. Neo said, hey, we're, we're serious. Thank you for investing. Here's your investment back. That's And I think that's a really good point because when you think about the scale of that in terms of the money involved in that luck, especially given the growth of Neo at the time, mm. uh, from, from that point forth, is that they essentially got free investments. You know, their investment was entirely free because they reimbursed that initial, you know, investment that they, these people made as, a, as a, I guess, a statement of saying, oh, of, uh, to be grateful for their for their belief in Neo, and they actually said that's the first time that's ever happened, and it was of a, a huge scale, and that's simply because of the structure of Neo itself. They're designed in such a way where they have a brilliant um, part of their tokenized system uh, designed to be for rewards, not just for community developers either, but for community. Uh, you know, it's a provision for the future. It's really well thought out from the outset. 
it's it's an amazing blockchain. Now, a lot of ICOs have been coming mm. to Neo, and actually some of those have been really interesting too. For example, I'm pretty sure Ontology Network actually just did an airdrop. They didn't even do an ICO in the end. Yeah. They, just, they just dropped yeah. dropped their tokens to people, which is pretty cool. Yeah, very now, cool. That being said, there was some drama with one Neo ICO the other day. The key. Yes. What what happened there? I'm so glad we're talking about this because I was speaking to Catherine straight away as soon as it happened, who's the CEO. And basically the issue was to do with the way in which the token was, oh, the, the, the crowd sale was actualized because there was a huge bottleneck. There was huge pressure. Um, and I'm sorry to everyone, I sincerely mean that on behalf of the key, because sometimes in, in blockchain, there's technological problems that happen. It's because we're in a space that we've never really been in before. And it's no excuse, but the reality was that they faced a huge technological issue with transactions and they were trying to get, there was a, to my understanding, there's a, there was 10,000 uh, people who, or 10,000 transactions were supposed to happen. Uh, that's the approximate number that I'm aware of. And the problem was that that just didn't happen. And people were just essentially really annoyed that they couldn't access the, to- the crowd sale. Mm-hmm. So right now there's huge uh, backlog trying to understand who, was, who tried to apply, who, how that's going to be done. Uh, many people missed out. And we're seeing that lark in many instances, not just in, in the key, but right across the board in blockchain. Yeah. The, the popularity of these ICOs is so immense that it just really puts so much pressure on the blockchain and there needs to be better processes in place. To be honest, that's also something that needs to be redressed. I know that Nex is doing that. Uh, there's lots of other pro, uh, blockchains also that have learned from these mistakes. But once again, I mean, it's done now, it happened, and people are just so disappointed because there's so much belief in the key. You know, it's so it's so robust and it's so real world already. And when you see a, a company like the, the Key, uh, that's already got indicators of it being, uh, a, let's just say, uh, because it's also inherently linked with a partner inside of Ontology. Many people don't know that, but because it's so, it's so inherently linked with government entities, that in itself reinforces its value. Because all you know, and I don't need to go on. You can go and read about those things. But getting back to the crowd sale, that was one of the reasons why people were so disappointed because they could foresee its value and they wanted it so bad. Yeah, and uh, I think you hit on a really important issue here. And to an extent, maybe the blockchains need to start. I don't know, advising how to run ICOs on their blockchains Mm. because one of the big issues is that you get everybody sitting there Mm -hmm. as the clock ticks over and everybody hits the button at the same time. And mm-hmm. it just it just doesn't work. ICOs are no. selling out in a matter of seconds sometimes yep. for the most popular ones. I mean, you yeah, know, and it really sucks. ICO is crazy. It really sucks. It really sucks, like for the person who hasn't got perhaps the best speed of internet, or it really sucks yep. if you you know you're in a time zone that's not conducive of that moment. And uh, you know, I can understand, and I'm really sorry to all the people. I I, I cop it too. You know, just being on Twitter um, and the presumption that if they can't get to the key, they'll come to me. And the reality is that. It's not, it's not a fair system, and that's what you're alluding to. It's not easy to access. And we, initially, it used to be fair because mm-hmm. it was really easy. People would just jump on at the, you know, a, a time that suited them in their day, and they could um, be part of the sale. But now, it's just so, there's so much pressure, and there's so many more people involved in the market that, that behind the scenes also, there's a lot of institutional money coming in. Mm-hmm. And we can say that openly, is that that's also putting huge pressure on the blockchain, and, and, and it's making people react, and it's making people you know, in many cases, very angry about it. But what I will say to that, from my experience as well, and please correct me, you know, or let me know what you think, Lark, is that if you are being reactive, you know, if you are emotionally driven because of that, and quite rightly so in the short term you should be, don't let that disaffect your interest in the tech if you believe in that. 
because blockchain is designed to be long-term. The key is a long-term project. It's just mm. a shitty thing what happened. And it's unfortunate and it's unfair. That's true. You, you, you actually just nail on the head, you know, don't, the, the ICO process is frustrating and we need to find better ways as a crypto community to move that forward. Yeah. Hopefully the businesses will start reacting. Hopefully the blockchains will start reacting. We do need gaps. We need sensible ways to actually have mm -hmm. this. When one buyer comes in, buys a, a giant percentage of the tokens in the first minute, it's mm -hmm. not good for anybody in the ecosystem. But, yeah. you know, like you said, don't get emotionally attached to things. There is always another ICO that you can get into. And to be honest, there's always the potential to get into these ICOs. The first day they hit the market, usually mm -hmm. you see not so much exactly. action. So there's always that opportunity. Like that's the best point I think you could possibly make. If we do a bit of research on the price points without being, you know, advisors in any way and financially, if we look at the price points of when the, it drops into the exchanges, often, you know, you know, you know don't, don't fud it, don't worry, you know, you can still enter markets. There's still a huge, you know, there's a decade long industry at the minimum with many mm -hmm. of these initiatives. So we're talking small periods of time, but in, with respect to all people's investments, I still would like to say, I think blockchains overall need to work on their ICO and particularly in China, you know, because their focus is tech. I'm in China a lot and they spend most of their time in tech and not enough perhaps on building teams to build robust ICO uh, events. That's it. That's what we need to see. Now, you mentioned Next and I want to talk about this because I think this is one of the most exciting things coming up uh, mm -hmm. in the blockchain space overall. I mean, Next for anyone, it's the, the Neo Exchange coming up. This is going to be really exciting. What mm -hmm. have you kind of heard about it? Well, it's really funny you to ask me because this morning I was speaking with Dave, Dave Schwartz, and I was also speaking with a really important co-founder as well with Ethan. And Next is the one of the most important things for the for the Neo ecosystem. And when I say ecosystem, I mean you like you were alluding to ontology. Neo is not Neo anymore. It's this huge framework. It's this huge and robust one. And Next is part of that because Next is choosing Neo to be you know one of its key components as it rolls out its plan. And the reason why Next is so important is because they are going to be the world's first in what they do. In, in all honesty, they are not a blockchain per se right now. They're an architecture. They're an approach to decentralized exchanges. And they're going to use it through a matching engine system so that people can really, really rapidly through a really efficient and really expedited process exchange tokens. And some of the issues that come up sometimes in that lark is that, you know, there's huge legal ramifications. You know, for that, because, you know, you're in New Zealand, I'm in Australia, and we could just flick across a few tokens and do that, you know, that match. That's fine. But when, you know, there's legal, you know, entities involved, that's really complex. And that's also where Next is really powerful, because they have their own legal teams. They are working really hard to establish exactly how that's going to roll out. But fundamentally, underneath everything, this is the coolest thing. They aren't the center point for, you know, those legal, you know, implications. They are more of a conduit. So they alleviate and circumvent a lot of those big concerns and focus on two things. One is making sure that they provide the best and the most efficient means of decentralized token exchange, which is revolutionary in the way they're gonna do it through the, through the matching system. But two, and this is really important, they're also gonna be involved in banking. You know, they're gonna provide a facility in, in such a way where it extends far beyond, you know, just solely a decentralized exchange process. And scope, value, it's all there. And even Da Hongfei himself has said many times on international stages, Bangkok, Japan, a few other places, he strongly believes that this particular platform is more important for 2018 than even ICOs themselves. So wow. we're really seeing, I mean, he's, you can quote him on that, you can find those quotes, but 
he really believes it's the next best thing. I've talked to two of them. I'm talking to Fabio in a few hours. It is the next best thing for Neo. It next really is. is the next best thing. Exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. <laughs> I like it. Oh, that's great. That's great. It's a really exciting project. You know, and I've only had sort of a cursory look at it so far, but I've looked, I've understood, like, this is going to be really exciting. I'm, I'm mm. going to be doing a review on it pretty soon because well, it's, it's well, a really exciting project. Well, you know, just the fact and the scope of it. I mean, you're talking about guys from Stanford. It's five co-founders collectively together. That's impressive in itself. They're so tech-driven, and they are do, doing things technologically, which is the bedrock for a great company. They're doing things that haven't been done before, but they're doing it in a really careful way, and they're doing it in a very... And they're also linking with some of the best blockchains, you know, and that's important because in the roadmap, you'll also see that Ethereum comes up. Mm-hmm. But when you see a company like Next choose Neo first without trying to spruik anyone, because I don't get paid to do any of this for Neo, I'll make that clear, is that in every way, they understand the fundamentals of scalability, they understand the fundamentals of uh, you know, efficiency because of transactional speed. Because, and that's what we'll talk to you if you want later with how, you know, through Trinity and through other projects, Neo is really going to be scalable. So it's all, oh, that's also another conversation that you know, links to why they would choose it. So next, yeah. it's really something. Let's let's roll into that next. I did I did want to make sure we touched on Trinity today because this is a really exciting project as well. Basically, this is Neo's off-chain this, scaling solution, correct? Yeah, it's Neo's girlfriend, actually. Um, <laughs> it really it really is. That's what it was inspired by. So that's why it's called Trinity. And the whole idea is people probably don't quite understand the on-chain, off-chain thing. But off-chain is really important for scalability because it provides for you know you you can pull away some of the computational pressure from a blockchain by doing things off-chain. And that's why Trinity is so cool, because they can do millions, if not more. And I don't want to say billions at, at this point, but they can certainly do at least millions of transactions per, section, per, per uh, second on the way in which they're designing their system off-chain. Um, and I'm lucky because I get to, you know, the privilege of being able to talk to David Yiling Lee and with Lola. But what's interesting too is that many people don't know that Trinity also has a component that's separate to it that's permissioned or private called Rystone. And when you learn about those things, that's so powerful because when they have an architecture where there is a for-profit component, that puts you in an enterprise space where suddenly you realize, okay, they're setting themselves up for serious business. Mm-hmm. So Trinity Trinity is not just in the pocket with Neo trying to establish and improve scalability, but they're also trying to build out their own system and eventually potentially their own blockchain system. But right now, scalability for Neo, let's get clear, on-chain right now, 1,000 TPS, moving to potentially up to 10,000, you know, depending, you know, some technological improvements. Off-chain, Trinity makes it a million minimum. So, that's so it, it, it puts it as good as Raiden. Or as good as the Lightning Network, essentially. Yeah, and I, yeah, and, well, yeah, and that's that's still all far away too, right? We're still talking about right, and, future and, and projections. Exactly, Larkin. That's the thing. We don't know exactly when the dates of these are going to actualize and open up the blockchains. But certainly, Trinity, from my understanding, is uh, it's really preparing itself. Um, the other, the, I do want to sort of add a disclaimer, like add a little bit of information about the recent events we saw because we have to go there is that, like, we were talking about the key, and there were some serious dramas with Trinity as well, and I just, you know, we can't pretend there wasn't. But the, the truth is that many people missed out on, on Trinity as well. It was, mm-hmm. uh, there was huge issues with access. But fundamentally, again, we're talking about, if you do go and look at the metrics, it's a really exciting company for what it stands for, and there's going to be access in the market itself it, it, when, when it becomes live in, in exchanges. And already they're moving very quickly. But 
if we look at the speed of blockchains themselves as well, the imperative is going to be when can these become scalable? Not so much when the white paper is written, mm. and not and let's go there, and not when you know issues of plagiarism. That is not actually what happened with Trinity. They, there was some one issue came up where they had actually promoted uh, a, a graphic that was what was Graydon's, let's say that. But what they did explain was why they did that to show an example of what they had. They have a white paper, DevCon's coming, there's some exciting releases gonna be made about that. Uh, so, you know, Trinity scaling solution off-chain. But then, this is important for everybody to know, Neo is certainly shopping for an on-chain scaling solution of like size. Mm -hmm. And that will put it in a, in, in a very different frame because you'll have an on-chain and an off-chain highly highly scalable blockchain and this is this is kind of the holy grail you know on-chain mm. scaling solutions that can actually meet you know the demand mm. of blockchain technology moving forward because exactly. as, as we've been discussing this is this is just the start and if anyone feels like yeah. they're missing out or whatever and it's all over no no we're just starting the yeah. when these actually start doing serious business in the next few years it's going to be a whole exactly. different ball game now yeah. I'm a big Neo supporter. I love Neo, but let's 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 kick the ball to some other projects. What are some other projects that you have your eye on? What what are some other blockchains that you think are very promising? Uh, I have. I, I'm so glad you asked this because just and I haven't even put this video out, so exclusive for you. There's two I want to talk about. Uh, one is Aeon, actually, um, just because you jogged my mind talking about main chains. I'm a huge fan of main chains. When I first started researching Neo, one of the things I did is I got a world map and I just started to try and understand where world where main chains were trying to sort of emerge as really as powerhouses for their, their you know, for their endeavor and their protocol, but also, um, I guess, their, their project. And what I quickly realized is that there was a huge dearth of blockchain representation in certain countries, and one of them was Canada. So Aeon comes along and they are freaking amazing in what they plan to do because they have two elements. They have an Aeon 1 blockchain, and they also are an interoperable blockchain, and they're connecting with icon and they're connecting with one chain oh nice so because they're making a, a what's called an interoperable alliance that is freaking massive if you understand the importance of interoperability which is an interconnective for all blockchains around the world eventually which is an essential part to sort of you know become become this sort of brain that's like functioning interacting with all the different nodes if you get what i mean yeah. so so with canada there's government connections and matt will you'll see in the video there which we always look for there's Matt Spoke, who is the CEO, he also explained that they are within the EEA, so the Ethereum Enterprise Alliance. He's one of the key people in that. Uh, Polymath is a huge new exciting project coming up. He's directly connected to that. So Aeon isn't just Aeon. Aeon is Canada. Aeon is building, it's, not, it's building from Canada out to the world. If, you're, if anyone knows anything about Icon, we could talk for hours on that. Oh, but because yeah. There's an alliance, yeah. Because there's Icon and OneChain, a huge interconnected country-based alliance from China to Korea to, to, to Canada, Aeon is something to look into. Uh, and then that feeds into OneChain, because OneChain is a phenomenal project. It's just about to hit exchanges. People are so excited about that, and that's because of what it represents. It's got this incredible technology called a multi-third co third party compute, which allows for it to really be interoperable. So. You know, again, I could, I'm such a nerd. I could talk for hours about both. <laughs> but that's great. So it's, what, it's, it's, what, the passion's more. amazing, though. I love it. I love it. Ah, <laughs> I got one more, and that's Zilliqa. Please look at Zilliqa, everybody. It is freaking amazing. I'm talking with them next week. They are a super scaling solution in every way on chain. And I have talked to the CEO already. I had a chat to catch up and 
I love them. I love what they stand for. I love their white paper. And this is, you know, to everyone listening, this is a really exciting time because all of these companies are coming out now. You know, we have Zillica, we have OneChain, we have, you know, Qtum, and uh, I guess NEM has been around for a while. Um, yeah. You know, we've got Archain, Achain, HPB, Aon, you know, and the list goes on. And there's Time a me. lot of projects coming out right now. Mm. And a lot of them are really, really good. And, you know, mm. Get out there, find ones that you like, find ones that you believe in. You know, Icon is going to be really powerful, for example. Yeah. And so, and also, Lark, you know, people like you, I, you know, without trying to give you a plug, I don't need to because you're awesome and you're popular. But it's, the, it's really rare to go and see in the, the YouTube space someone who bothers to talk to CEOs. And the, the reason why that you do it, I think, and why we do it is that it provides an insight into the company that you don't just get from reviewers who just want to tell you what the play, website looks like. Because anybody can really essentially go and look at the website. But if you get a chance to not not only have uh, you know unpack a, a website and white paper, but get insights from the CEO, that's really powerful for the for educational value. So then, and that's what generally you've done. I've seen you do that, and it's uh, it's underestimated, I think. And I love Just doing it. Like it mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, those interviews are so important because it's nice to look at the project, but then you know, you actually sit down and talk to you know Charles mm -hmm. Hoskinson or someone like that. Like, oh my gosh, you know, you actually you're so switched mm -hmm. on and. You know, you're able to explain these things and give people the understanding to a next level, which is exactly. Great. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I totally, and it also affords you some more understanding to represent the people. You know, because essentially our role is really important in trying to provide that conduit between those companies and ideas to everybody else. And I don't take that lightly. So for me, it's trying to get as much information as I can, qualified information, so that people can then explore, understand. Because not everyone has the time, and I'm really aware yep. of that. I'm really lucky in that I was able to take a year off. Um, so at my own expense, but I did. Took a year off teaching, and now I just do this as much as I can. And that, but that's almost what it takes to you actually have to like, all right, I've got my day you job. Do. I'm going full-time blockchain here. Honestly, you know? bro, I, don't, I can't imagine my life teaching right now. Because all I would do is think about crypto, and I probably would start speaking crypto-ish or something. <laughs> and they'd be like, what? I'm, I probably have. <laughs> that's great. I was a teacher too before I got into a. Uh... Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow! So I'm not go. surprised by that. Not surprised at all. There you go. Makes makes uh, doing tutorial videos easier, I suppose. Absolutely. Now, be before we finish up here, I just wanted to talk a little bit about what you see as the future of blockchain moving forward. And there's so many promising projects, but where yeah. are we going? What do you see happening in 2018 and beyond, is, perhaps? Uh, honestly, if we focus on 2018, it's uh, such a bloody good question because. Right now, literally right now in this month, I would argue, is one of the key points in time where we're in the eye of a storm. We're, and not in a, not in a negative way. You know, it's exciting, it's robust, but we are literally seeing people struggle to get into ICOs for many reasons. And one of them is institutional access, uh, institutional money. So, and I'll explain this a little bit in terms of consensus. If you're not sure of that company, it's like a private company that, you know, is trying to build out blockchains in a permission private way. But I broached them only because they're one example of private money and private power. And blockchain essentially is driven by two, two forces. One is public blockchain for the people through open source access and giving people the very best projects, hopefully, as this unfolds. And then certain crap will fall apart and dissipate, but there'll be still good quality uh, investments. But then we're also seeing people realize the potential of, of this from an enterprise perspective. Blockchain is bloody good value when it comes to uh, trans transforming centralized models of business and projects into the blockchain. So if you're a bank, for example, and you can work out how to utilize it, you use the blockchain to your, in your favor, you're going to make a lot of money. But the problem is that 
there's so many, there's so much, there's trillions of dollars in this kind of markets and banking and in, you know, enterprise. And so for that reason we're seeing, and you can go and check these blockchains out guys as well. They, we're literally seeing the emergence of these kinds of projects coming where they're permissioned of, by nature and they're backed by companies like, um, like Hyperledger and R3, which is a consortium banked entity with their own protocol. You know, uh, Consensus, another example. When you look at these and you see how connected some of these plans are to be, to operate through the block, public blockchain, but to really benefit the private sector, that scares the shit out of me in a way because I don't want to ever see the the, the, middle, the little man, you know, the one that's worked so hard to understand blockchain, mm -hmm. to not be thought of, to not be validated and not be able to in, inject their own investments if they want to into great projects. And that's the way I see right now is that we're in this period of time where we've really just got to be ready on the ball with our research and we're prepared and under, with our understanding because it's going to get harder and harder this year. And that's just a reality. It's an unfortunate reality. And I think it's hard for us to demand better ICOs because there there is no incentive for the ICOs to be better. No matter what happens, they're going to get mm. their $35, $40 million, whether it happens in six yeah. seconds and it all goes to institutional buyers, whether it happens in six days and it goes to mom and pop exactly. investors. They don't yeah. care. They just want the money. Mm. And, and I think like your question was great also for the future because honestly, like, it, there's still going to be a place for people because blockchain will never survive. And that's what I really love. You know, on the one hand, I, I try, I don't want to sort of inject any FUD because I'm not saying that institutional powers are going to prevent us or preclude us from access. It's not. But what is exciting is that the real power is people. Collectively, when we understand blockchain through things like, if you can go and study it through swarm intelligence and, and that sort of stuff, the real power is actually in unity. It's in recognizing that essentially blockchain needs people. It, and sentiment is massively important. You know, sentiment, sentiment market is, well, the, the blockchain itself is driven by sentiment. So there's a future for us and we have to harness that. We have to realize collectively how we fit into this space because 10 years from now, there's going to be incredibly profitable blockchains, whether we like it or not. It's a case of whether or not we understand and know how to drive that market to suit our own ends. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm excited about. I love it. And you know, the, the community aspect of this is, so underrated by most people but that's why Sorry. neo is so exciting and so big and mm. it, it sees so much action because the community mm. behind it the people understand what the neo blockchain is all about they're super enthusiastic they're super passionate about it and that is what you need yeah. for a project you got to have that community and that's why some projects which are mm. you know good on paper don't do all that yep. well because they mm. didn't get that community behind them and also like there's one more thing too to add to that is trust that this is the hardest thing to get around for a lot of people because, you know, and I'm, I'll happily say it now, six months ago would be would have been cautious, but I don't mind now, is that in the beginning with the evolution of, blo of blockchain itself through generation one, trust was not, not even in the conversation. It was actually antithesis. It was the trustless nature that everyone promoted. Mm -hmm. But the reality is trust is an imperative. And I'll happily state it, you know, I'm go I'll cop flack for it because when we talk about trust, we're talking about identification. We're talking about recognition of you as a person, as a user in the blockchain. If there isn't a way for that person to be identified in some way through the, you know, the next phase, the next wave of blockchain business, then I, I, I personally believe that's not the best means of establishing a, a very profitable blockchain because we're talking about reframing business. Blockchain is designed for business. And if you want to be just a store of value, that's fine. And I'll never speak badly of that. But that is not how enterprise works. It's not how investment works. Mm -hmm. And so for that reason, we need to get real about trust. 
We need truly, because if we're not, uh, I can tell you from my experience in ontology, with, because it's a trust network, it's not a blockchain. If you don't have houses of trust, you don't have mechanisms for trust so that people can ha actively use public blockchains, then uh, I would beg to ask, you know, beg, I would, you know, I'd ask the question, why? Why would they do that? Mm -hmm. Because they're, cha they're challenging status quo, but that's all they're doing. They're not preparing for the real world of blockchain business in the future. That's it. And it, you have to look for the projects. You have to find the ideas that are already looking around the curve. And there are some of them out there. And it's yes. a question of finding those, not trying to solve yesterday's problem, but trying to predict what tomorrow's problem is going to be and me mm. being there to meet that challenge. And that's, of course, a trick for any business. But this tech yeah. space is so exciting. It's developing so quickly that mm. it's, you know, it's great to have people like you here to, you know, help oh, help you. people break this down, Brad. It's absolutely well, awesome. Wanna, another one you could check out. I interviewed him the other day. Definitely check this out, Lark, and everybody else is uh, SelfKey. SelfKey is based in Singapore, so yes. they're amazing. And that's just another little indicator of trust. They are literally trying to build trust in a really innovative way that's not directly with governments, which, which I'm sure you'd be a fan of, Lark, because we want to try and do it in such a way that, you know, it's qualified, it's, it's realistic, and it's pragmatic, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in the pockets of business. They're yeah. doing it through enterprise and through, you know, and different means, which is exciting. So check out SelfKey as well. SelfKey's one. I missed the ICO, but I'm definitely going to hope uh, to get in. Yeah. It was hard to get into that when one. When it hits the market, yeah, it sold out in like 10 minutes, you know, it's the thing. I it's, missed it. I, 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 I I'm not sleeping anymore. I'm only waiting for <laughs> the ICOs. I, I, was doing, I think I was doing an interview when it all hit, so, you know, <laughs> that's the crazy thing about our jobs is that, you know, even though we do it for free and everything, we often miss these amazing things if we're busy, you know. That's so we, we genuinely mean what we, we, we step up to the plate and we do mean what we say when we say we're educators. So we got we got to make sure our scheduling time's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we I'll can check participate in the ICOs, time. or at least try yeah. to. Mm. At least try well, actually, to. I, another one I missed that was worth knowing is that I missed Apex. And if you don't know about that, Apex, yes, it's a DAP and it's going to be directly linked with Neo. But oh my God, look at their partners. That's another thing too. When you're doing your research, interconnections are everything. So partners mm -hmm. are so key to re, re, uh, white paper reads. You know, so key. And if you if you literally if you go to Apex and you read their white paper, just scroll straight to partners. Trust me. And you will literally have a heart attack. <laughs> Microsoft, it, you know, it's it's really it's really impressive. Amazing, amazing. There's so many great projects out there. It's, so it is a buyer's market without a doubt. There's mm. just so many great options to choose from. It's a question: do your own research, do your homework, find what you believe in, yes. and then get then get involved. And you know, and just exactly. ride ride the waves of the crazy crypto space. Awesome, Brad. It we're really going to finish is. up there for today, man. But this has been. An awesome chat. We definitely have to do this again. Lark, thank you so much, mate. Like, it's an absolute privilege to talk to you. I don't mean that in any other way, but, you know, you're just so knowledgeable. You know what you're talking about. You don't talk BS, you know, and you're straight to the point about quality stuff. So, mate, thank you for the invite. It was great. For, I hope we can do it again sometime. Absolutely. We'll, we'll definitely schedule it. It'll be an absolute honor. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.